0: Hello beautiful people, welcome to Conscious Revision Podcast, I'm your host Shivani and this is the place where we talk about self-help, healing, personal growth and mindset. In today's episode, we are diving deep with Jen McCarty, a leading luminary in the Ascension and Twin Flame community. She teaches and guides, pioneer, and leading changemakers in the spiritual community. She's experienced a life-changing Kundalini awakening at the age of 21 in the Himalayas and from that moment, she passed over the threshold from 3D consciousness to stabilizing into fifth dimensional consciousness. Jen has devoted her entire life to the spiritual awakening path, mastering many, many disciplines all the way. Jen specializes in working with the laws of attraction, or the law of attunement as she calls it, demystifying ascension and answering the question, what is it and how does one ascend? She has been working quite specifically with the Twin Flame community recently, but her skills are vast and varied as she helps her clients and community bring in greater levels of abundance, health and well-being, along with alignment with your soul's highest destiny. She's been granted access to the Akashic Records through the purification of her own personal ascension process, which enables her to bring forth potent wisdom in order to assist you in successfully completing the lessons you incarnate here to master. Hi Jen, welcome to Conscious Revolution podcast. I am so happy to have you on the show and it's truly an honor to have you and to have all the listeners listen to your wisdom oh thank you yes so uh it's such a beautiful time to have you it's 2020 Mm -hmm. people are massively awakening massively experiencing all this chaotic shift i wouldn't say chaotic and i'm sure even you wouldn't say chaotic because we all know it's so highly aligned So, yeah, I know people right now are really waking up to their purpose and they really want to follow their calling. But a lot of stuff is kind of like being a resistance to that. What would you kind of like say and talk about to people in general, young people right now who are really waking up right now to their purpose, to their calling, to their passion, and how can they just dive and listen to that highest calling? So I would say to
1: that, that your, your mission is is stored in your heart and your heart consciousness is like the GPS system that will take you to your destiny. So you have to find tools that will help you listen to your heart. And what I found is that the thing about the heart is that it, it's always so exquisite it's always such so beautiful it's always about bringing unity consciousness and because we've all grown up in this dualistic world where everyone's ego is so strong then it means that we don't believe the voice of the heart so the voice of the heart is there but people don't believe it they think oh it's just it's just naive it's just innocent that's not grown up that's not what you know what i should be doing And it is, from a soul perspective, you you need to listen to your heart. Your heart will guide you. It will guide you in relationships. It will guide you in your career. It will guide you where you're meant to be in the world. It will guide you with everything. And because we're mother, father, God's children, we're essentially, we're all just so pure and we're so good. And so the, the vibration of the heart is so beautiful and so exquisite that this is why a lot of people don't believe it because they've forgotten that we're all like children of God and that why wouldn't the messages be so beautiful why wouldn't they be so exquisite because everyone's got into the programming of the third dimension you see so what you have to do is you have to become aware that you've got two aspects of your consciousness one is your soul consciousness and the other is your ego And your ego is always trying to create separation. It's addicted to creating separation. It's addicted to this idea of being a victim. So whenever you hear thoughts that say, oh, this always happens to me. Why doesn't anything good happen to me? Oh, always this happens. That is your ego. And you have to learn to, to, to observe your ego without believing it. And if you can do that, you will accelerate so fast on your spiritual path, you know? So so two things, the first one is to really, really become the observer of the ego and don't believe it. Like you will never, no matter how enlightened you are, you'll never ever get rid of your ego. Just like the sky cannot get rid of the clouds. The clouds are just a natural part of the sky. Just like the ego is a natural part of the mind. But what you can do is that you can become the observer. You can learn to not believe and identify with your thoughts and just allow them to just flow on by, just like, like, just like data on a computer. You don't have to identify with it. You can just understand it. The thoughts aren't even your thoughts. They're coming from society. They're coming from your family. They're coming from everywhere. They're just thoughts. And you have to become the observer. So that's the first step. And then the second step is to listen to your heart. Find out what your heart is telling you and and do that.
0: Yeah. So I think somewhere our hearts always somewhere know. And we know that there is something that we love to do. But because, as you said, we live in this dualistic society. And we have been kind of living in this matrix system, which kind of programmed us to believe that it's too good to be true to do what you really love to do or you can have a hobby or probably you can do it as a side hustle or as a volunteering experience. But to fully step into it, I know how so many people really stop themselves from doing that because A, they probably don't trust themselves. B, they are really, really scared about money, about security. Right. Yes. So, what do you have to say about how, like, when we follow our bliss, when we follow our paths, how does abundance respond to that? Well,
1: I would recommend um, healing your relationship with abundance before you make that leap. So, in order to do that, you have to identify your programs like what are your lack programs? What are the beliefs that you have around money? I know that for myself, a lot of my lack programs were around my mother. And I never thought that I should earn more than my mother. And that kept me back so for many, many years because I, I felt like I wouldn't be a good daughter if I earned more money than her. And so I, you have to go or like, like be a detective and find out what are the beliefs that you're running that are blocking you. So as soon as I identified that belief, I, I, like, I just wrote out like a new spell. It is okay for me to earn more money than my mother. My mother would be happy for me to earn more money than her. It would make her proud of me. I would, it it would create a legacy for my family that someone's doing very, very well. And so I would recommend that everyone just do some inquiry and find out what are your limited beliefs around money. Mm. And so many of our beliefs are connected to our family. And, and, and the programming that we got around our family. So this is a top tip that I'm giving everyone here. And then you wanna find like someone like myself, a spiritual teacher that has done the work, that has activated great levels of abundance and find out the tools that we work with. So I've bought through this uh, MP3 called the Abundance MP3. And it's a life changer. It's a game changer for many people, even for myself when I did that um, MP3, my income went up by five times within about a month or two months, it was a miracle. So then you find teachers that you resonate with, like teachers that teach about abundance and then you work with their tools. That's what I would recommend, you know, because I've bought through many powerful tools that help you. So why bother going through, I had to learn it myself and it was, took a long time, but you don't need to go through that. You can just find teachers that you resonate with and, um, and, and then, and then f- work with their tools. So that's what I would say to get your abundance levels up.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Like how you said that one, we need to kind of like first heal our relationship with abundance and then probably take that leap of faith so that yeah. money doesn't become a problem later on. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that. That makes so much sense. And secondly, that we don't have to do all that work because I think fortunately, as you said, we have so many teachers who've done that work in the past few years and it can save us so much of that time and that energy and effort to go and seek out and do the trial and errors where we do already have the resources available. Which brings me to the next question about receiving. And this is where it comes about. I know abundance has so much to do with the, our capacity to receive. And this is also where it comes from receiving help from outside, from other coaches. So I would love if you could throw some light about receiving or our blocks about receiving. Where does it stem from? How, where is it coming from?
1: Where do, um, a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of issues around receiving, in my opinion, are connected to Mm self-worth. And, you know, and again, it's like, everyone has to wake up, like whatever country you're in in the world, you know, unless you had fully, fully enlightened parents, then you didn't learn the truth about who you are, you know, that you are a child of God. And just the fact, just like a rose, A rose doesn't have to do anything to be admired or to be appreciated. A rose is just a perfect creation of God. And that's the same with all of us. We're all just perfect creations of God. And we don't need to do anything in order to to be loved or to be valued. And so what we have to do is we need to heal our relationship with the programs. A A lot of it's coming from our parents, like, our parents grew up, a lot of them were abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, emotionally abused. And so if, if you're abused, then you, you're not a healthy person as an adult. And so you put all those imprints on your children. And so everyone is just growing up with this false idea of, of who we are. And this can only be maintained when we're asleep spiritually. So you must wake up spiritually because when you wake up spiritually, you remember I'm not my programming. I'm not who my parents told me I am. I'm a child of God. And that means that I have the Royal blood. Like every single child in the whole universe has Royal blood. Like I don't have any more special blood than you because we're all God's children. And so if you realize that, when you wake up, you realize how special we all are. Every single one of us is special. Think about it, God is the most ideal parent ever. And a truly brilliant parent would never ever have a favorite would it? That would be a terrible parent. And mother, father, God is the best parent in the universe. And so we're all special. So you have to wake up to, to know who you are, to remember who you are. And the way you do that is to work out that, or to realize that the program is a lie. What the program has told you is not true. You know,
0: and that's so interesting because with our parents come our ancestry. Also, it just makes me curious yeah. just to think about it. Do you think uh, we all would have very different uh, set? Of, of course, we do have very different set of belief systems, but also the programming, depending on where where we are placed geographically, or of course, like yeah. the culture in India as with yeah. culture in the US, it's 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 a contrast. It's completely. Yeah. So uh, my belief systems, my programming, uh, what I believe about money would be very, very different from what someone of my age That's would That's very true. Right? So I think, and I just wanted to bring in, because a lot of times you tend to compare. We, uh, whenever you're going out there, you want to like share your gifts. You want to be seen. You want to just stand in your power. One tends to kind of like compare themselves. And it's so easy to get disheartened. And yeah, I just want probably if you could just talk a little bit about and the role of ancestry, which it plays when it comes to money, when it comes to following our mission and probably also at what time in our lives we decide to do that. I mean, I think
1: for a lot of us star seeds 144,000 star seeds i think that we are all on the whole choosing to break free of the matrix of our of our ancestry and so many of our ancestors have been caught in this 3d kind of template of like being like a caterpillar and so they haven't a lot of our ancestors haven't realized their true divine potential so those of us that identify as Star Seeds as part of the 144,000, we have incarnated to remember that we're not caterpillars; that we're actually butterflies. And so, I think when you do this spiritual work and you you wake up and you become enlightened, you transform from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And in that moment, you you set yourself free from your ancestral lineage, and you actually create a brand new. Lineage like a a sort of fifth dimensional lineage you could say or a starseed lineage So I think that's the, that's the area or that's the point that we all need to get to Is a place where we're cutting ourselves free from the matrix and free from uh, This identif- identification with the limitations of our ancestors. So that's the first part of the question What was the second part of the question?
0: kind of lost track there just listening to you um,
1: the second part of the but question
0: about comparison basically how we tend to go on this comparison streak uh, because somebody's probably happens to be of our same age or happens to be on the same path that we are on and i think again i think uh, just speaking about it makes me feel maybe that comes from again the lack of self-worth and this idea to identify with something or someone
1: Yeah, it's like, we've all got a unique part in the tapestry of creation. And that's when I had a very, very powerful awakening um, in the Himalayas when I was 21. And one of the first things that my eyes opened to was the perfection of creation, that every grain of sand, every flower, every animal, every person, every star, every, every blade of grass is loved and is guarded over and has a guardian angel every grain of sand has a guardian angel that is how amazing creation is it's like every single part of creation is perfectly interwoven to to make creation and so everyone's path is unique and different so you couldn't why would you have two gens that would be ridiculous that would be a waste of time you just got to have one gen just got to have one shivani just got to have one archie like we're, we're all doing the the brilliant work that we need to do for our for our own individual path yes
0: yes i love that so much and, uh, yeah, like, we just kind of, like, brings me to the fact that we all have a unique soul. We all have a unique thoughts, And to follow them, I think uh, all we need, which is why I think spiritual evolution and spiritual knowledge and wisdom is, like, the foundation. Uh, no more the end result or the end uh, thing on the spectrum, which it used to be. Like, once you probably hit your 60s, you're going to go to the Himalayas. How you said so beautifully, you awaken in the Himalayas at the age of 21 and uh yeah like I would love if we could kind of like probably go a little deeper into how can we really open ourselves to this idea that we all do as you just started saying we all have a mission we all have a purpose so how we really identify and find that purpose once we've already kind of healed our so one we have no relationship as you say with our money and what we're doing right like there's no action yeah. between that okay awesome amazing second so yeah how can we kind of like then open the gateway to what are we here to really do
1: so what i, I talk a lot about this in my in my sessions with my clients and um i'll often guide people back to what they love doing as a child so a lot of our our spiritual gifts are tied up in in what we love doing as a child and i used to love being a teacher i used to love playing the role of being a teacher and i used to get all my teddies and line them up and i used to pretend that i was teaching them so there was like a a, you know it was something and it was i could get lost for hours and hours pretending to be a teacher and of course now i am a teacher and um and I think that, you know, you have to find that thing that you wanted to do when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes the, the hours just roll on by without, without you sort of looking at the clock. Yeah. And also the thing that you do without getting paid. Like, what is the thing that you would do without getting paid? Everything that I do, I would do without, like, I'm not getting paid for this, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Like everything I do, all my work on Facebook, I don't get paid for that, but I do it because but then from that i do you know paid work comes but the point is it's like you know do do it do that thing that you would do even if you weren't going to get paid that is a huge sign as to what your true spiritual dharma is yeah. you know what is it that you love what is it that you're really really good at what is it that makes you not not look at the clock or check your phone what is it that keeps you just completely inspired for hours and that you would do even if you didn't get paid this is how you find your soul's work
0: yeah yeah and I, I think somewhere when you said that if you already heal your relationship with abundance and then you take the leap of faith then I just like because when I started honestly I had a lot of fear around abundance like there was a lot of uh, actually not when i took the call but after I just I was like into it so I'm like okay now how to make money with it so I I totally love where you said that so uh yes kind of like I've been nearing the end of it I would just want to like if you could just talk a little bit about like how to um not really uh get stuck in that periphery in that place of oh where's the money gonna come from Or, or how am I gonna pay my bills or You know, uh, how am I also how if you're getting a work, because sometimes I have experienced in my journey that, say, for example, what's my uh, normal, it's very different from what a life coach earning in the U.S. is. And so when all the currencies are right now, I I know how you keep on talking about we're going to have a new financial system, we're going to have a new a whole new system, honestly, in place. So how do, how do, how do we kind of like deal with this coming change with this, with this new system that's going to come in place?
1: Well, we just have to trust that process and we don't know when it's going to be. So we just have to trust that things are shifting and, um, it's looking very, very good with the, um, the great awakening and stuff like that. But, um, what was the other thing? So how do you transition whilst worried about money? What, what you have to re- like, so basically I was a fashion designer for 11 years and I was one of the first people in the UK to, um, to get old jumpers and stuff like that and chop them up and turn them into dresses and skirts and what have you. And I always knew that I was meant to be a spiritual teacher because I'd had a spiritual awakening when I was 21. But I kept on trying over the years. I was like, Oh, I felt this passion to stop and I'd, and I'd try and and it wouldn't go anywhere. And, and then about 2015, I suddenly just stopped earning money and I do all the festivals. I do all these events and I just wouldn't earn any money. And the universe was telling me, we're not going to support you anymore. You have to transition to become a spiritual teacher. So, I then started writing my blog and I wrote my blog and straight away I started earning more money from my blog than what I earned from being a fashion designer because all my income had dried up. And so the, me- the message is, is that when you do the work that you're meant to do, you will be supported and you will have fortuitous meetings and synchronicities and divine alignments and stuff like that you just will, you You know, like, like I did, I ended up having like so many opportunities and so many people that I'd made a sole contract to work with. They just found me. So you have to trust, like it was hard for me. I loved being a fashion designer. I loved the the security of having a good job. I, and I was an artist, so I loved the creative element of the work. I didn't want to stop, but I was forced into it. And that will happen to a lot of people. They'll just get forced into it just like I was, you know. Especially,
0: yeah, I think in 2020 right now and so many people yeah. are their jobs.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I would just say like, you know, if things are drying up in your workplace and like, just trust that, that the universe knows what it's doing and it's guiding you just like it guided me. And I've been doing this work now for five years and I've become really, really well known and I've got a really, really good income and I help a lot of people and it, you know, it does work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How they say when you actually align with your, uh, with your inner self, with your, uh, with your higher self, everything around you also starts aligning, also starts taking. So
1: true. So just become one with your higher self, like make that your goal. And, um, become an embodiment of your higher self and your higher self is so loving and it's so kind and it just wants to help people and be an angel. All of our higher selves are very angelic. And so just be that. And then you will quickly come into that vibration of, of being your higher
0: self. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank I absolutely love, love this shot but so deeply in, in uh, insightful, of uh, so yeah so much and i love what you do i absolutely i'm so grateful for everything that you've done so far thank you so much for being on the show thank you love wow that was such an activating conversation to find more about Jen, check out show notes i have placed all the links down there and did you feel the downloads If you like this podcast, share your review. I would love to know how these episodes are helping you. For more spiritual inspiration, mindset tips, follow our handle Dream Life Lounge on Instagram. As always, I'm sending you so much love on your personal growth journey and hoping to connect with you soon in my next podcast with another activating guest.